0: All right, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready? To rock, rock, y'all. To the beat, y'all. I Hey, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a new listener, I'd like to give you a special welcome and invite you to... Subscribe to the podcast, to rate, review, tell a friend, to my older listeners, if you have already done any of the aforementioned, I would like to thank you so much for your love and support. Um, I am currently in Miami taking a much needed break to rest and recover. It was a little rocky coming down here. I actually lost my ID, my driver's license. Kingston. Kingston had wanted to bring his hoverboard with him while we're down here. And when we got to TSA, they were like, "Um, yeah, that's a no. And it turns out that they are combustible. And they were like, yeah, you cannot bring that on the plane. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we are already late to the airport. Our flight leaves in about 35 minutes. And we've gotten this far. And... You're telling me that I can't bring this hoverboard and they were like well you can try to talk to the ticket counter Southwest and see if they'll hold it and I'm just like no um, I don't got time to do that so um, I just took my ID and my driver's license and uh, because I didn't want to come back through checkpoint with um, everything and have to get you know my carry on and my purse check and all of that and I just took the bag and I ran to the parking lot um, thinking goodness thank the universe for um being a disabled veteran because i get that handicap parking so i get to park in the front so i just i was running like Forrest Gump you no, know, I was running like fucking O.J. Simpson, like jumping over shit and everything. Like, thankfully, I am athletic and I keep my little self together because I was running and um, I dropped the the bag and the trunk. Turned around and I ran. I mean, I'm I'm not even taking elevators. I'm hopping flights, uh, jumping down steps, like just 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 real. Just like I was getting chased by the cops, so um, I run. I rush through checkpoint. Again, run to the gate, get to the the plane, get on the plane, sit down, and would you know? As soon as that bitch started taking off, I said, "Where's my ID?" And um, what I what I found to be really interesting was this happens all the time when I told the airline. When I told the, the flight attendants, they were like, oh, yeah, this, this happens all the time. People always lose their IDs, either when they're um, at the food court trying to buy food, you know, before the flight, whether they're at the newsstand, they lose them in the bathroom, they lose them on the plane. Um, so, like, don't panic. Um, there are, I did look it up, the TSA does have guidelines when you do lose your ID or your driver's license passport. Well, passport's a little bit different. But you have to um, First they'll give you like an assessment Like an evaluation to prove your identity I guess ask you questions that only you would know It's a lengthier process So get to the airport um, In a a timelier Manner than what you already would get there Then they said that they also Look for credit cards Particularly those who Have your picture on it So you know how some credit cards have um, Our pictures on them They'll also take a Sam's card A Costco card because that has your picture on it, too. I was like, wow. Uh, they'll take a picture of your ID, driver's license. And I, I keep a picture of my driver's license on me. So they'll take that. And um, I forget the other forms. But they were like, you know, don't worry about it. And if they did, if, if it is still at TSA, they'll mail it to you. And one lady on the flight was like, yeah, that happened to me uh, last year. By the time I got back home, it was in the mailbox. They mailed it back to me. So I was like, wow. So I say this story to say. If you ever lose your ID While you are flying Do not panic And it's so crazy how you realize What you need your ID for When you don't have it Uh, I went to go buy me some wine Yesterday And like when the thing came up on the screen Is customer under the age of 40 And the lady looked over at me I was thinking to myself Ma'am please Because I really need it right now Please just just don't ask me for that Um, I went to TJ Maxx today I went to pay with my credit card And I was like ma'am please don't ask me And I'm the type of person that puts CID In the signature block on the back of um, Her credit card I'm always that person when people Be like can I see your ID And I would be like thank you for asking Yes you can Today I was like don't ask me shit Just just, just ring this shit up and give me my bag So again I say this story to say That if you lose your ID while traveling There is light at the end of the tunnel, and please do not try to bring a hoverboard on here. All right, so let's get into today's show. Um, the first topic that I'm going to talk about is, is there a difference between gold digging with women and holding him down with men? I had a lot of my sister followers Complain about this And they say that there's a double standard And I Am inclined to Agree I think that The word gold digger Like when you hear Of you know gold digger oh she just want to Come up oh she just wants me to Pay so and so and so she don't have It she expect me to have it Blah 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 Is held in such a negative light But when a woman is the one in the seat of providing and she's the one talking about all of those things, but towards a man, it's kind of celebrated. It's kind of encouraged. Like, oh, yeah, you know, she she was with him when he had nothing. I never heard that narrative for the other side. Oh, you know, he was with her when she had nothing. It's always glamorized when it's a man. It's kind of accepted to have a woman hold you down. But when the shoe was on the other foot, it's like mm -mm, it's a negative connotation that goes with it. And I do think that it is a excuse me. I do think that it is a double standard. And I don't think that is fair. Why is it if I say I'm having a problem with paying my water bill, hypothetically, or, you know, maybe I need some assistance, I don't know, shit, pick something. And it's like, oh, you know, she she got her hand out, she, got, she wants to come up, she wants a this, she wants a that. Even if you ask to get your nails done. Um, but on the other side of that coin, if a woman... Is paying a man's car note, or 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 letting a man stay with her, big thing. Whew. Um, In house dick ain't that serious. Um, or she's paying this or paying that. Um, then all of a sudden, yeah, she's holding him down. She she's with him when she's when, when he's down and out. Why is that? That is so not fair. That is so not fair for it to be celebrated when a woman does it. But when a man does it, I'm sorry, but when, yeah, when a man does, you know, care for his girl or, you know, maybe drop some money for her to do X, Y, and Z, it really doesn't even always have to be him paying a bill for her. Like I said, it could be, you know, him getting her hair and her nails done, you know, giving her some spending money. I don't know. And then, you know, it's like, oh, you know, she's looking for a come up or she's this, she's that. I know, um... I was in a shop one day and the guy was saying how when he came to pick the young lady up, I guess for a date, he had um, ordered the kids some pizza, you know, and they were like, oh, why did you do that? You feeding her kids. She got you taking care of the kids. And I'm like, damn, when did a fucking uh, a $10 um, box of pizza equate to being a fucking gold digger? Damn, you 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 drove the drug to babies in this. It's not like he paying for daycare or he's paying for shoes or whatever. And even if he was, so what? That's his money. But we gotta stop this double standard of glorifying holding him down or whatever and oh you know she's just using me or oh she just want to be in my pocket or whatever stop this stop this stop this stop this stop this and women stop being emotionally blackmailed into holding a man down especially if it does not agree with your spirit if your spirit is telling you, you don't need to be doing that. If your spirit is tugging at you whenever you reach down in your motherfucking purse to pay his way and his homeboy's way and sometimes his cousin's way, stop it. Don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And again, in-house dick is not that serious. I know a lot of my sister friends, I ain't going to say no names, take a lot of this stuff because it's a, person, it's a person next to them warming their bed. Or it's companionship and all of this other stuff. Listen, it's really not that serious when you're being drained and sucked dry. And somebody's telling you that you're holding them down when they're holding you back. That's the question you need to ask yourself. Is holding him down holding me back? The same thing with my brothers. Is holding her down holding me back? I always have to say that I'm talking to both of y'all because some reason y'all think I'm just an advocate for women. I love my sisters and I love my men too. But we do have to stop this double standard with it. You know, if you want to assist your spouse, your mate, your whoever, do it. You know, don't worry about what society says. Don't worry about what your friends are going to say, your family, your mama, whoever. You know, and a lot of these dudes that call women go diggers, nine times out of ten, they mama, you know, was asking Mr. Percy to pay for their little league or Mr. Reginald. To, 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 to pay for their school fees or whatever. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let's stop doing this. Um, this also brings me into the glamorization of struggle love. Let me be the first to tell you. Stop glorifying struggle love. Love is not supposed to hurt. Love is not supposed to burn your ass out Love is not supposed to dry your ass out And when we talk about ups and downs of relationships When we talk about the good and the bad, the thick and the thin That does not include humiliation, degradation, disrespect, and disregard that does not, that is not, that, that, that's not in the package. So if somebody is cheating on you, that's not love. And you got to get over this hump, you know, to prove that we ride or die. You know, if somebody is debasing you, that is not love that, or a hump that you got to get over to prove that I'm a ride or die. Stop glamorizing that. You know, stop putting your life on hold when these dudes do bids. Or whatever You know Stop putting your life on hold To just be To just be What's the word that I'm looking for To just be debased by another You know human being who really Doesn't have any disregard For how you feel in the situation They just want to do what they want to do That's not love love is not allowing Somebody to just shit on you And do what they want to do And hope That they see your worth At the end of the tunnel That is not love So let's stop glamorizing Struggle love Love is not supposed to struggle Love is free-flowing. Love is unconditional. Love feels good. Love does not hurt, especially in the beginning, to get to the end of it feeling good. That is not what it's supposed to be about. And do not allow somebody to tell you, well, if you love me, you'd. Or if I really meant so-and-so, you would do this. Listen to that intuition. Listen to that spirit. If your spirit say that shit is off. That shit is off. If if your spirit is saying. Nah we not doing this. We going to go left. Go motherfucking left. We not doing this. So I want to. I want to um, leave that with you. Um, I also want to say. To the end of that. Men know your worth. Um, Just like I tell my sisters to know their worth. Um, And know what you bring to the table. To rewind a little bit um, back into this difference of holding a man down and gold digging. um, I just want to say, when you're coming to the table in a relationship, bring more than your body parts. Bring more of how you can make somebody feel sexually, you know, because that wears off. Men, stop thinking that just because you can sling some good dick, you know, it can be used in exchange for what a woman needs and what a woman wants and what a woman deserves. Women, stop thinking just because you can throw the neck, ride a dick, whatever. That that's the end-all be-all And what a man wants, deserves, desires, needs, all of that Stop using your carnal ways And thinking that's just it You know, but that also goes back to what we were raised as what our worth is And sometimes when you're raised that You know, what is in your pants is, you know (laughs) This should be it these are the things that we run into, you know. So come to the table with more than dick in a hot pocket and and you know your your collection of video games. Sisters come to the table with more than you know cooch and uh, I know how to frost some mean chicken. You know, come with with, with mentally stimulating gifts. Come with good energy, something that will raise your partner's vibrations. Come with a full package. Please, 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 please. Um, I also want to talk about the gold digger, G-O-A-L, versus the gold digger. Um, I had made a post today about speaking about this, and um, I said that The one thing that a gold digger and a gold digger have in common is um, a man don't want either. And I wanted to ask, are they equally repulsive to men? Um, I know with myself, let me tell you a little story about OJ, a little story about Nikkei. Um, I do... Make a nice amount of money, a nice piece of change. Um, And that's with my nine to five. And then I also run six businesses. Um, And I'm very ambitious. I'm always thinking of a a new venture. I'm always thinking of um, investing. I'm always reading books about finance. I'm always trying to find a way to create a new opportunity. And um, to be honest with you I'd be very hard pressed To find a guy like me Someone who makes what I make Someone who is as ambitious as I am Someone who has The same amount of accolades that I do Or more And most importantly Someone who's comfortable With me, my ambition my accolades, all of that. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone out on dates. And I don't talk. I let the dude talk, you know. Um, for one thing, I need him to tell me everything. I need to know about him to, to know if this is a go or no go. But it's like as soon as I talk about myself, I can like see the defeat. Or just a change, the shift in energy with a guy, you know, like when I talk about, you know, my degrees, when I talk about my businesses, when I talk about my tour, you know, being gone all the time. It's like, um, mm, yeah, you, 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 you're a little too ambitious for me. Uh, you, you, you're a little too successful for me, and I found myself. Being in relationships where I had to, like, prove to a guy, no, I really like you. Yeah, I make more than you. Or, yeah, I got this going on with me or whatever. But I really like you. So, you know, because now I have to battle with snide comments. You know, oh, you know you big balling. Oh, oh, you know everybody ain't got it like that. Everybody don't. I had one dude tell me he called my house a mansion. And I was like, what? You know? Everybody can't live like you. You know, these snide comments, but they're really massed insecurities. And I'm like, I can't fight you. If if I've given you my number, if I've gone out with you, if I'm here in front of you, that means I like you. I've done my part. But what I can't do is dumb myself down. What I can't do is um, chop myself down to come to the level of where you really are mentally where you really are on a self-esteem level I can't do that and it's so hard to date I was telling one of my guy friends this it's so hard to date being a successful black woman and like when I first said that he like smirked at me Like, are you serious? But when I broke it down to him. Like, we have to work extra hard to show, no, I don't care about that. No, I like you. You know, or, you know, I I can't even show, you know, I remember one time, I came wearing a different bag. Oh, you, you busting out the Burberry today. And I'm just like, you know, guys really pay attention to shit that, We really don't even fucking think of. So it's like. It's so hard. You know sometimes. And I always ask. You know guys. Like do y'all know what y'all want? Because on one hand. Y'all don't want a gold digger. You don't want a woman that's always in your pocket. You don't want a woman that's always. Always has her hand out. Who's always begging. But on the other hand. Y'all don't want a woman who got her own shit. Y'all don't want a woman who's doing her own thing, who's making her moves and doing all of this positive shit. What is up with that? Um, one of the last guys that I dated, I had to cut him off because I remember telling him about accolades or, or just accomplishments or, oh, hey, um... So I came up with this idea. And so this is where I am with it. And blah, 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 blah. And the motherfucker had his, his um, read receipts on. And it, it will say that he read it. But hours later, it would be congratulations. Oh, congrats. Just dry ass congrats. Dry ass um, responses. And I really had to realize it was Jealousy. And it's like, how are you jealous of somebody who you're supposed to be dating? Like, you're supposed to be my cheerleader. Just like I'm your cheerleader. You tell me about your goals and everything. I'm, right. so what we doing? Okay, so I think you need to do blah, 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 blah. I'm online looking up ways for you to get to your goal. You know? I'm asking my friends if they know somebody who might know somebody to help you achieve your goal. You know? Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of very daunting as a successful woman to date. It really is. And like, that's why I don't date. That's why I just make my little money moves. That's why I travel and I do all of this stuff. Because apparently, whoever I'm supposed to end up with must be getting his shit together too. You know so we meet in the middle whatever but it's just it's just it just perplexes me um, how it's like women who are successful they they're sometimes looked at as even worse as a gold digger you know and I I just no 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 but on the other side of the coin um, I had a friend ask me, Um, if I date a man who made minimum wage and my answer was absolutely not. No, I would not. Listen, I didn't bust my ass to get to where I am to struggle with a mate. I didn't bust my ass to get to where I am to be the main contributor of a household um, not to flash, not to flaunt, not to be lofty, but my mortgage ain't no joke. My my monthly bills, well not even bills, because you know I, I'm very frugal. I'm a Virgo. and I say Virgos are the only frugal people? Before y'all come up in arms against me, but um, my overhead—it's a lot, you know. So. If I'm, if my cost of living is such and such, what is a man who's making minimal, like, how are we going to do that? And you get to just come on up over here, you know, under my wing, after I put in my blood, sweat, and tears to get here? What have you done? What have you done? You know? And let me be clear. I am not against dating someone who I make more than. My last few relationships, I've made more. I'm not against that. What I am against is that bare minimum. And again, it goes back to holding a man down. I'm not doing that, no. You know, while I was working two jobs, going to school full-time, going to grad school full-time, um um Doing a Ph.D. program What the fuck was you doing? Huh sir? What were you doing? You know while I was up uh, having all nighters while, while I was being a single mom To my son Getting off of this job Going to that job Working the double Having to do homework Doing homework on my break And all of this other stuff To get to where I am Where was your antennas at sir? So No you don't just get to come and, all right, you know, I love you. And even though you make that bad minimum or whatever, yeah, we're going to do this. And I'm going to hope that a little bit of my aura sprinkles on you. Or maybe give you my resources um, for you to come on up in the world. Or hope that maybe you can get yourself together and come on up and we be on an equal playing field. No, I'm not willing to do that. And if you look at me unfavorably for that, oh well. You know, I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair at all. And I see a lot of my girlfriends do it, and I see they begin to despise their mate. And um, I want to talk about a um, a phenomenon called associative mating. So, associative mating means that um, people tend to marry others like themselves, particularly in terms of education and earning potential. Economically advantaged people tend to marry other advantaged people, thus magnifying both of their advantages. Again, economically advantaged people tend to marry other advantaged people, thus magnifying both their advantages. Ooh, I sounded like a scholar that I am. So, with that being said, if I've done X, Y, and Z to bring myself up to such level where I'm comfortable, where I'm good, where, you know, I'm still climbing the stairway to heaven or, you know, uh, even more financial freedom, I'm going to look for somebody who's doing the same thing. That when I match my shit with him, like, we out of this fucking world. Like, we we magnifying both of what we bring to the table. Now, I'm going to match my shit with you. I'm going to match this gas with your Reggie and shit. I don't fucking know. We just get some mid. No. No, 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 no. And, um, I loved the, the, the. This phenomenon Because I was like finally Somebody's putting it in scientific fucking jargon You know Where people can understand Where we can put some research behind it Because you all know that I love research And I'm a researcher um, What I also found interesting When I was doing my study Was um, people are marrying Now later Than they did back in the day And back in the day Um, women were conditioned to marry up. Men were looking for homemakers. Women were looking for breadwinners. Particularly, they wanted to marry up. However, now that people are marrying later than they used to, they are beginning to choose partners from their own educational and economic backgrounds. This makes the nature of marriage to fundamentally change. Um... Now, people seek companions who share their interests. So, I have a lot of girlfriends who it's like, nah, I don't need to look for a man who's going to take care of me because I take care of my damn self. I just want a companion. I want somebody who I can go out with, who I can dance with, um, who I can take trips with, vacations with, and all of that other good stuff. Um, But this is a very slippery slope. Because you can get into situations where you are either holding a man down. Because there's really not a need for him to take care of you. Because you can take care of your damn self. You do this shit. You you true to this shit. You know. So you can hold him down. Or you can come off as too successful. Which holds him back from wanting to date you. So I wanted to tie that in. And also give um a a a statistic, and there was a study done in two thousand and fifteen um, from the University of Chicago, and it found that um, even if women make five thousand more than their partner, this showed a correlation to a greater risk of divorce, so even if... I made five thousand more a year. Five thousand. You know? With my man, we now at a greater risk of getting divorced or breaking up. Also, in the same year uh, the study, a study concluded that, and this is also with the University of Chicago, that 38% of American wives made more than their husband, and that was 2015. We are now in 2018, and I want to speak particularly about my sisters. Um, we lead in college graduates. We lead in business owners. We are doing the fucking thing. We are doing the fucking thing. I think all of my girlfriends, all of my friends own a business of some type. All of them. They got something, a side hustle, something in conjunction with their 9 to 5. Um, probably 85% of my girlfriends have advanced degrees, masters or higher. Like, we are doing the damn thing. And it can be very daunting again when we're into this dating pool. You know, so take it easy on my sisters. Take it, take it, take it easy on my sisters out here. I um, mean, also take it easy on the men because when we have this type of imbalance with income, it results in women feeling guilty for making more or for being more successful, and then men feeling emasculated. And this is because I'm talking to the emasculation. Men need to feel needed. And I I, I always have men come to me and they say, you know, Nikki, I'm in a relationship with a young lady. She makes more than me. I just don't know where I fit in. I just don't know what to do. How can I be there for her when she has everything? How can I be there for her when it seems like she don't need shit? And I was just like, well... There are other areas of her as a woman. You can be there for her spiritually. You can be there for her emotionally. You know, because when we out here crunching these numbers and we out here um, with our game face on and we making this money, we can't be soft like me. I have to be business-like and I have to sometimes be a hard-ass. Because people think because I'm a woman they can play on my emotions. They think because maybe because I'm a black woman that I don't know shit about shit. And I'll, listen, you got me fucked up. So I need somebody who I can be soft with. I love a man to take the lead. Because I lead in so many areas of my life. When it comes to personal shit, let me be a woman. Let me wear this skirt. You be the man. That is so sexy to me. So I also tell them to realize that she picked you because she likes you. She's allowed you to court her because she likes you. She's done her part. She still got shit to do, of course. I'm not saying once you do that, that's the end all, be all in a relationship. I can't believe I got to explain this shit to y'all. But um, be there for her. You know... In ways outside of finance. Again, emotionally, spiritually, physically, hold her, hug her, give her PDA. I mean, if, some, if she into that, some women aren't, but be there. Your presence means everything to her. You know, we women, we carry a lot on our shoulders. A lot on our shoulders. And sometimes you know, when we do make more, especially when we come home and we have to be domesticated, like damn, I make more, I work hard and I gotta come home and mother these kids and I gotta come home and, and pack lunch and check homework. Help her with that if y'all have children. You know, pack a lunch. Check a homework assignment. Make a bed. Don't load a laundry. You know, and, and this is not emasculate you this is a partnership so be there in ways outside of the financial realm for her also communicate ask her cause a lot of times when men come to me I be like have you asked her how you can be there for her have you asked her how, how you can be a service to her outside of sex because you think that's the only thing that you can offer her and they always hit me with the dumb look no I haven't why are you asking me I'm not her I mean I'm here to help But you start with her Who can tell you better than her Communicate Also communicate how you feel Because how you feel Might not be the way things are She might look at you like Absolutely not I love you I need you So what I make more So what whatever But You're one of these dudes That's just Chilling in her house You know Sucking up all her AC Not contributing, you know, not doing your part, not working, you know, you see shit around the house that need to be fixed, you don't fix it, you see loose doorknobs, you see loose this, loose that, and you also see a screwdriver and you don't get up and do your fucking part, the best thing you can do for her is get the hell on, because you are in her way and you are in in the way of a man who deserves her, and she might not see it now, she might not notice it now. But the best thing you can do, but a lot of y'all ain't gonna do this because y'all selfish, is to stay the hell away from her. Okay? And also check yourself and your self esteem. Because again, a lot of the things that you might be feeling, she ain't even, that's not even where she's coming from. She don't even look at you like that. So check your self esteem at the door. Don't make them them snot ass comments to us don't call us big time don't do all of this other stuff because really what you're doing is trying to get us to downplay ourselves oh no stop saying that about me no i'm just a regular girl no i'm just an average woman no i'm just don't do that don't 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 do that that's so rude and that is actually disrespectful so those are my thoughts on those topics um i want to get into dear nikki for this week all right let's get into the dear nikki get into my nikki's bag my mail bag for the week so this young lady says hello I'm writing in with hopes of gaining some advice on a few things. I'm a 23-year-old recent college graduate with no children and no man, and it's been a tough road ever since I graduated in December 2017. I graduated with a bachelor's in community health and it has been tough to find a better paying job and even harder to break into the field I want to be in. I've been suffering from postgraduate depression because I beat myself up so much because I feel like I'm so behind and should be further in my life by now. And the people around me haven't made it any better. I've been ridiculed and beat down by people that were supposed to be my friends, called complacent, and told I'm not trying hard enough. I was ridiculed because I don't want to go to graduate school yet. Because who about to pay all these college loans back? Because I already got enough of them. I've lost all my friends. One played me out of over $400 on a Vegas trip. Others have made me feel so bad about myself despite knowing how hard I am beating myself up. Another was slipping and sliding in my ex's DMs, shaking my head. I've been made to feel like a bad guy And like nobody loves me or likes me Basically, I want to know if I'm overreacting And prematurely stressing myself out About not having a better job And a car, etc And if I really am the bad guy Excuse me Or were those just not, my, not the right friends Signed, stressed and depressed Okay So, first of all, Sissy Pooh I want to say congratulations to you for getting that bachelor's in community health I want to say congratulations for congratul for congratulating for um completing your 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 undergrad i want to say congratulations to you first because I feel as though you haven't been congratulated so again kudos to you for finishing your degree that is everything I want to speak about you feeling like you are behind. You feeling like you're not where you should be. Especially, probably, you compare yourself to your friends. Um, that really struck a chord with me because I'm not sure if a lot of people know this. I am a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school when I was 17. I got a GED. Yes, your girl has a GED. And um, it's one of my best accomplishments Best for one, I scored in the top 90th percentile. I took it all in one day, I didn't have to um, study for it, I just showed up. Um, and I also was ridiculed, I was called a failure, I was called a loser. And this was 2002 when (laughs) people weren't getting GEDs no, when there was a stigma of getting a GED, um, then it was just like, What are you gonna do with your life? Um, you're a loser um your statistic. Um it's called G D Good Enough Diploma and all of this other bullshit. And those same people who talk shit about me, um, my G because they had a high school diploma girl, still got their high school diploma. They might have an associate. They might even have a bachelors, but the majority of them still have a high school diploma. Um and I've gone on to get three degrees. Three. Three let that sink in. Three. Um, I've gone on to open six businesses. I've gone on to um, buy a house. Um, I've gone on to start a tour. I've gone on to do so many things. Why? Because I realized I do shit in my time. I realized that not all who wander are lost. When I got my GD. I joined the army and I left the country for a couple years and I found who the fuck I am. That's what I did for self. Even when the people, oh wow, you joined the army. Oh my God, only dykes and convicts um, joined the army. You couldn't even join the air force. I come from a family of air force and navy. I'm the first person, the only person in my family who joined the army. Um, so I get that. I'm saying that like me. You have to find yourself. Like me, I think the universe is telling you, you are trying to live off of people's wishes and people's ideologies of what your life needs to look like. And the universe is like, no, nah, we're not doing that. You are doing shit your way. So what? You don't have the car that you think you need or you think you should be driving. Baby girl, that shit depreciate. Get you shit that appreciates. That's the only thing you need to worry about is the type of house you need to be buying. Because that shit appreciates. Cars depreciate. I remember when I graduated from grad school um, and I bought myself a used, um, and I had always bought all my cars up to this point, cash. But I said, you know, I'm going to treat myself. And I bought myself a used Chrysler 300. It was like a year old. And my sister was like, but you can afford a BMW. But you can afford it, a Mercedes. But you can afford this, and you well, this this Chrysler does everything that those cars do, if not more. You know, and I have friends with Mercedes Benz who love to drive my car. Um, and to this day, you know, I still have it. I ain't had no problems out of it until recently, but there was some recalls, and they ran me my money back. But um, for one thing, the main thing you have to do is get out of your head of thinking. That you have to live your life a certain way or you have to accomplish certain things. So we haven't found a job yet. All right, no problem. Newsflash, not everybody graduates with, with a diploma in hand and go to their dream job. Not everybody does that. What are some other things that you can be doing in the meantime in between time? Hmm? You know? Um... What do you want to get your, 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 your graduate degree in? And take your time and go into grad school. That's one thing that I wish I did. I did. I did my two undergrad degrees. Then I went to grad school like immediately within the same week. And then I started my PhD program within the same week. It was like boom, 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 boom. boom. I didn't give myself a chance because I felt like I was racing. I felt like I can't do a break because I'm supposed to be surpassed this now. No, i can't take a summer off i didn't even take summers off y'all i didn't take you know some people be like all right i'm gonna do three quarters and i'm gonna take a break i didn't do any of it it was straight through and this was all while working two jobs and raising my child by myself i was spent don't fall into the same trap <laughs> don't trade places with what i didn't been through don't do it sister Maybe this is the un not even maybe this is the universe telling you that you need to live your life a little bit. And this is also the universe telling you that all these people that's talking shit about you don't need to be in your fucking life. In order for you to get to where you need to be, you gotta get rid of all these motherfuckers. Like I had to get rid of all of them motherfuckers. One of them was a close family member of mine, and we don't speak to this day. But this family member tell everybody they mama how proud they are of me. And Oh, I don't want to see me, and oh, how this and that. But, we got shit to talk about. Remember, I'm the loser. You know, I'm the person that wasn't going to amount to shit. You know, now I'm feeling like uh, Biggie Smalls when he was talking about the motherfuckers that was calling the police on him when he was just trying to sell the shit to feed his daughter. I feel like that right now. But look at the lessons and everything that's going on right now. The first one, blaring, they made your friends, they made your people. Them ain't who you need when you go into this next echelon of life. You know you're not the bad guy. Excuse me. You're not overreacting. You don't have no children. You ain't got no man, no, no, no husband. You don't have no responsibilities. You are free as a bird right now. Live your life. Find yourself. Take a break. A lot of times when people hear the word recovery, they think that it's from a substance. Or something negative. Sometimes we got to recover from life. Look at me. I didn't, take, I didn't bring my ass down to Miami to recover. Rejuvenate. Get my shit together. Because I work so hard. And that's part of self-care. For one. Is to get people out your circle. That ain't meant to be in your circle. And to recharge your battery. So I, I get post-grad depression because we've been taught that as soon as we finish uh, college, you know, there, there, there is streets paved in gold for motherfucking job offers. And that's not always the case. First of all, what are you looking for? And with this Bachelors of Community Health, what kind of work are you looking for? Maybe you need to broaden um, the jobs that you're seeking. Maybe you're just putting pigeonholing yourself into what type of jobs you can get. Because Community Health, you can do a lot with that. A lot with that. And maybe a lot that you don't even know. Um, for the person that played you for that $400 for Vegas, understand that that's going to be returned. Understand that one thing my mother says... I always be like, you know, people do so and so and they get away with it. And my mama always says, they don't get away with it. They just get by. They just get by for now. But it's going to come back on them. So this $400 is going to come back on that person. And maybe this $400 was a tuition you had to pay to learn the lesson that this motherfucker ain't your friend. That this person don't belong in your circle. So change your perspective a little bit. When shit happens to me that's bad I don't always look at it as bad I look at the lesson in it Alright what did I just pay for What lesson did I just pay for Let me get my little book out And I turn inward And I apply it So things are going to be alright You're going to get you new friends You know And now you need to figure out What type of friends you want And these are the friends that these are the only type of people That need to come into your life So don't be stressed, baby girl. Don't be depressed, baby girl. You have accomplished a feat that not a lot of people accomplish. And I'm proud of you. If ain't nobody else proud of you, I'm proud of you. And you can do this shit. And you're going to rock out. And you're going to look back at this shit and be like, I needed it. And trust me, you did need it to get to your next step in life. All right? Huh. So let's get into the I Saved You a Seat Award. Hey, what's up? I say, What's up? I say, What's up? Man, sit your ass down. Okay, so every week I do something, I'm starting to do something, excuse me, called the I Saved You a Seat Award. And you know how we tell people that they need to have several fucking seats when they're wilding out? Well, I just tell people I saved you a seat. Come, 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 come over here and sit your motherfucking ass down because you, you showing out. So, this week's I Saved You a Seat award goes to drumroll, please. Hmm, Mr. Dennis Graham. And that is Aubrey's father, aka Drake. Um, I was very perplexed as hell by this man this week, and I'm a, I'm 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 about to go into it. So, Mr. Graham thinks that the Mr. Me, I mean the Mr. Me Too. Oh shit. <laughs> go pusher. The Me Too, the hashtag Me Too movement wouldn't be necessary if women avoided putting themselves in potential potentially, excuse me, dangerous situation. So, if you aren't familiar with the Me Too movement, the Me Too movement is a hashtag um, that became very popular um, very recently um, about being sexually assaulted, sexually accosted, and um, anything in that sexual nature by women. Um, And it's saying, like, I too went through that. I, too, was debased sexually. I, too, was harassed. I, too, was assaulted, accosted. It happened to me, too. So, Mr. Graham is saying that all of that shit will be unnecessary if women act like they have some sense and not put themselves in these situations. Because, of course, (laughs) we be asking for it. And, of course, this is our fucking fault. Now, let's read on. Mr. Graham was leaving a restaurant. When he was asked about Jamie Foxx, who has allegations of um, slapping a woman with his penis 16 years ago when she refused, excuse me, to perform fellatio on him. Um, He said that he didn't know what happened in Jamie's case. Um, But he says that there's a bigger issue for women in general. He said, and I quote, Take your ass home Don't go into a man's room (sighs) You know the irony in this Is so delicious Can I say that first The irony of A absentee father Who was not there Allegedly For the upbringing of his son Who was a Deadbeat rolling stone Allegedly is now feeling like he has the druthers to tell a woman to take her ass home. When you couldn't even take your ass home and raise your baby. Got you. As many leaks would say, right. So, um, I want to touch on this because, um, for one, the Me Too movement is not, only sanctioned to um, maybe women who go back to hotel rooms um, maybe women who put themselves in situations I' um, quote-unquote very loosely quoting um, Drake's that um, you do know that you can be sexually assaulted by somebody you know right you do know that Husbands rape their wives, right? You do know something called um, domestic partner violence, right? There's a name for this, um, where uh, a boyfriend can rape a a a um, a partner, where a boyfriend can rape his partner's um, child, you know. So, for you to disrespect the Me Too movement and say that oh, we're just going to put the, wrap this shit up in a pretty um, bow and say just take your ass home. How small of you? You know, how ignorant of you? I don't give a damn if he was flurring. I don't give a damn if he was tipsy. Many a truth is spoken in a drunk tongue. Remember that. People generally say what the fuck is really on their mind when they're tipsy. It lowers your inhibitions. It lowers. It takes that fucking mask off. To me, alcohol is like makeup remover. You know? It just removes all that pretty makeup off of a person's aura and a person's true colors. and shows who who they really fucking are. And that's how he feels. To reduce the Me Too movement to women needing to take their ass home like... Women just go out here and they put themselves in situations where, yeah, take advantage of me, yeah, violate me, yeah, do all of this. Women have governorship over their own bodies. Even if she was to go to somebody's room. If it's no, it's no. Let's be clear on that. And what made me so disgusted was when I pulled up the article and even on social media it was so many women agreeing with this. One chick was like, yeah, because, you know, like when I was in in college, I had a roommate who would just go to parties by herself and be drinking. And I'd be like, I ain't going. I'm taking my, my behind home. And, you know, she was assaulted or whatever. So, hmm. what part of the sisterhood? Was you maybe telling her, hey sis, nah, you don't need to go there either. I'm not going, let's go home. You know, but you were so busy trying to separate yourself as a good girl. And I need to have a show about that. You know, how, you know, some women try to put classism in womanhood. But, Mr. Graham, sit your fucking ass down. Not of fact you take your ass home, you know, and and, and, and get your fucking life together with your baby. But, you know, I thought that the irony was so delicious in this. But, um, it's just so disgusting to me that, you know, the, the, the degradation and the abuse of women, you know, it's just, sometimes it's just held so cavalier. You know, like, oh, end all, be all. To end that that Me Too movement, huh, take your ass home. Again, like, shit like this doesn't happen In people's own homes. Like shit like this don't happen. from women who trust someone. A male in their life who they think wouldn't do them like that. More times than not. Sexual abuse. The perpetrator. The antagonist. Is someone that the woman knew. This stranger getting caught in an alley shit. Mm -mm. It's sensationalized More times than not The antagonist is someone that the woman knew Someone that the woman was comfortable with Someone that the woman was okay with Lowering her inhibitions And lowering her alerts To be around And for you to say that all of this will be erased if women would just take their ass home. It's really fucking ignorant and really fucking just just disgusting to me. And you, sir, need to come sit your motherfucking ass by me. Don't touch shit, don't say shit, and just shut the fuck up. That is episode three. Um, make sure to rate me, review, leave a review. Um, Subscribe, tell a friend. You can catch me on social media. My Instagram is Nikki's Thoughts, N I K K I E S T H O U G H T S. I'm on tour. Um, The name of my tour is A Seat at My Sister's Table. Tickets are available at www.aceatedmysisterstable.com My page for A Seat At My Sister's Table on Instagram is at A Seat At My Sister's Table. I do have a page dedicated strictly to my sisters for women empowerment, affirmation, sisterhood, advice, events, all types of that. That is Instagram at a tribe called sis. I also have a retail store, com on Instagram at Black Sauce LLC you can get everything from sage to my natural bath and body line accessories um yoni steam yoni pearls yoni eggs all types of things i'm your one stop shop um check out my baby Kingston's Kitchen, he has all of your bakery needs, all of your kitchen essentials, from infused honey to, to um, blended rices, excuse me. I also have an enrichment center where we assist with math, sciences, um, getting into college, personal development statements, um, personal development sessions, all of that. If you want to book a session with me um, for the enrichment center... Um, at Black Sauce Enrichment Center to book a session with me, send me an email: thoughts of a nicole at gmail.com. and that's thoughts of a n i c h o l e at gmail.com. If you want to send in a dear Nikki letter, send it into the address that I just mentioned. It's been love. You all have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. I'm a trip, so I know you're gonna fall for me. Cause this is the year all men fear. Female MCs is moving up here. Salt and pepper is.